All right, are you guys ready? Well, I am. We are. We definitely are. Hey, we want to welcome you to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. My name is Travis, and I am here with my wife, my co-host, Don Rosinger. And your best friend. That's right. And the one that makes meals and really good chocolate chip cookies. And the one that cleans the garage with me. Yes. And helps me organize everything in my house. <laughs> yeah. You are amazing. We do a lot together, which is so fun. It is fun. It's fun to not be alone, to do life with somebody else who's on the same uh, path and okay. the same goal, trying to get across the same finish line. Well, again, we are truly glad that each and every one of you are tuning in, and we're just excited to be able to be here to host this episode, this podcast. Guys, we want to ask the question, what are you fighting for? That's really important because it also helps you to understand what you're living for. Right, I know yep. we are fighting for love. We're fighting for marriage. We're fighting to help people find God. We want them to know the love and the peace of God. And with a play on words, we're loving the fight. We right? really, <laughs> truly are. Well, man, it's been a great last couple days. We have been working hard. We've been playing yep. hard. We've been want to say eating hard but you know we we ate really well and then we ate some not so good stuff right. so that was really fun but we worked really hard so we got to eat those extra things we did <laughs> we burned off the calories that right. we've been resting hard it's our weekend so we're just coming off our weekend and we're recording this podcast and so we are um, doing really, really well. Well, I was going to tell you a story quickly and just kind of let you in on something. About a year ago, I started to have this burning feeling in my stomach. Yep, you would wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, my stomach's burning. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, I couldn't get a good night's sleep. It was burning. It would get worse at night. It would burn during the day. But man, at night, my stomach felt like it was on fire and... Boy, I started reading up on it on uh, the internet and just trying to figure out what could be wrong. And I finally came to the conclusion, I need to go to the doctor because I think I have an ulcer. Yep. And you said that exact words. You yeah. can get an ulcer. Yeah. I'm like, I bet you this is an ulcer. It seems exactly what one would be like. All the symptoms and the feeling, the pain. So I went in to see the doctor and immediately they're like, well, hold on a second. You've got to have a CT scan. I don't think you've got an ulcer. That's what they yep, told me. That was step number one. And I kept telling yep. you, Don, I think I have an ulcer. I don't know what they're talking about. I'll do the CT scan, but I'm pretty sure it's an ulcer. So then they didn't find anything. So then they wanted me to do an, an ultrasound. ultrasound. Yep. So I did that and I was feeling kind of like a pregnant lady. I was feeling a little bit odd doing this ultrasound, but my stomach was burning and I needed a good night's sleep. Well, guess what? They didn't find anything. So then they decided that you needed another test. Yeah. Like they kept giving you these things you had to do. Can you believe it? And so they had me do, I can't even hardly believe I'm about to say this, but they had me do a colonoscopy. Wow. Yep. And those, if you haven't had a colonoscopy, <laughs> that is a definitely a cleansing process. It literally. Was, <laughs> it was a rude awakening. They're like, well, if there's burning in your stomach, we got to go up the other direction because maybe we'll find something there. And I'm like, what does this have to do with my stomach? But I wanted to get better. I didn't want the pain, didn't want the ulcer. So I did it. And again, they still didn't find anything. And so I know you kept saying, hey, I think I have an ulcer and it was burning in the middle of the night. It would come and go. So it wasn't always super intense. 
Um, so then that you thought maybe you'd be getting better. Well, then all of a sudden it would come back again. So you're like, no, there's something wrong in it. Yeah, but for a while I just got discouraged and I gave up. This was a year process till just about three weeks ago, I think a month ago, I finally just said, that's it. I know I have an ulcer. I'm going back to a different doctor and I'm going to see if I can get to the bottom of this. Right away, I talked to this doctor and she's like, we need to have you take another test. We need you to do an endoscopy. I can't even say that correctly. Right, yep. Endoscopy. And so I just went in for it yesterday. They put me to sleep. They put this big, you know, camera down my throat. And guess what they found? After a year and me literally telling them like 20 times, they found an ulcer. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy if you think about it. Because think of all the money that you spent on uh, those tests. I'm like, pretty these sure. These are not just little, 20, you know, 000, like right? needle pokes. These are big tests. You reached your deductible, which thank God we have good insurance and you met that deductible, but you would have never met it if they would have just said, oh, yep, you have an ulcer. And literally a year ago, I kept saying, hey, could you test me for an ulcer? Could, could you just maybe test me for an ulcer? And they over and over again said, nope, that's not what you have. Well, I am so excited that they finally found it. The moral of the story is this. Go with your gut. If you have a gut feeling, <laughs> right. literally I had a gut feeling, man, go with your gut and listen to your gut. The coolest thing about an ulcer, though, is it's not a permanent thing. It's something that they can give you medicine and you can get better. So that burning will go away eventually. So that's oh, good man. news, nothing serious. But you needed some medicine because... Yeah. Ultimately, if you would have went way too long, then it can turn into something, you know, more vital. It really, really can. And the cool thing is, you're right. I'll get to sleep. The pain will go away. The medicine's going to cure it, may heal it, make it better. And it's interesting because they say that half the people in the world have what's called the pylori uh, bacteria in your stomach. Literally, you have the infection that causes uh, an ulcer. And it just so happens that I must be one of them, one out of two of people of the world. And that's how it happened. Wow, yeah. Well, anyway, the reason why we tell that story is sometimes life can leave you with heartburn or an ulcer. And it's almost as if we get married, we get moving along in life, and we forget to live. We forget to have fun along the way. Instead, life becomes hard and difficult, and we lose the joy in our marriage, or we lose the joy in our lives. I agree, Travis. You know, life can get hard at times, and we can take life way too serious. So we decided, we stopped, we decided to come up with nine ways to put joy back in your marriage. And why? Why did we do this? Because marriage was actually meant to be fun. We take it way too serious. Let's just like step back and have fun. Yeah, I think I want to add to that too. Life was meant to be fun. So certainly marriage would be the icing on the cake of life. I mean, if God didn't want life to be fun or marriage to be fun, he wouldn't have created a man and a woman who are husband and wife, put them in the most insane garden. Right. Instead, he would have created two people that had no attraction for each other, and he would have put them in a factory working 18 hours oh, a yeah, day. Yeah at a hundred and some degree temperature. Well, you know what? If we can come up with nine ways to put joy back in your marriage in just a few moments, it didn't take us long to come up with a list. You guys could stop and just think about what are different ways that you could put joy back into your own marriage. So let's get going. Let's get started on this list. The first one is this. Be silly. You guys make a point to laugh about almost 
everything. Just be silly. I know they lied to us, I think, when we were kids, and they said that silliness is a sign of immaturity, but really, no, it's a sign of maturity. There are business articles and studies out there that can talk about how you can actually bond better with your coworkers and your teammates if you practice silliness. Like, just be silly. Just be goofy. Laugh at little things. Life is funny. If you think about the different things in life, Travis and I, we like to watch practical joke shows and clean comedy shows a lot. Just last night, we watched a magician who was hilarious on tricking random people on the street with his magic tricks, and they would walk away, and they're like, what just happened? And we were laughing because, man, this magician was just doing crazy things and people were like, what just happened? Yeah, like he came across uh, probably a married couple, a man and a woman, and he said, hey, I just got to ask you really quickly, do you prefer to take the stairs or the elevator? And they both kind of thought about it. They gave their answer and he had a bag and he said, well, I prefer to take a ladder. And he pulls a ladder out of his bag that's like nine feet tall. Somehow he pulled it out of I don't this know little, how he did it. like soccer bag. It was just crazy. It was so thing. fun to yeah. watch their yeah. faces. It was great. Well, I just want to remind you, there is a difference between laughing with your spouse and laughing at your spouse. So laughing at your spouse can be actually kind of belittling. So don't laugh at the expense of your spouse, but laugh with your spouse about the funny things in life. Yeah. The second thing we want to recommend, if you want to put joy and happiness back into your marriage, I would say quit being so serious. And it sounds like the one we just talked about, about, hey, be silly, but that's not what we're getting at. Always, you should always be silly but we're talking about stop being so serious. And here's why. You're going to die one day, so you might as well enjoy the little things Mm, and the life that you currently have. We get so serious about so many things or potentially the things that could go wrong or bad, bad things that could happen. And then we forget to have fun and let life be light right, yeah. and, and and just kind of go with the flow. So stop being so serious. By the way, is also code for don't be so cranky. Right. Don't be so <laughs> on edge. Just laugh, have fun. Psalms 55, 22 says, cast your cares on the Lord. He will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. So stop trying to carry and shoulder every possible weight in your life. In other words, let God be God. Don't be so serious. I think the next thing is important. It's this. Jump off a cliff every couple of weeks. Do something crazy. Do something spontaneous. Add spontaneity to your diet or to your life. You guys, leave your house and go somewhere new. Add variety. You know, two days ago, we decided that we were going to go take a walk around to the lakes downtown Minneapolis. And then we went to this coffee shop where we split the most incredible cinnamon roll. Well, well, the girl behind the counter looked at me and said, you know what? Do you want some extra frosting? And of course, I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Who would turn down this incredible frosting? Thick, delicious so frosting. We, she just put a huge spoonful of frosting on this cinnamon roll. We grabbed two large cold Americanos and we sat outside under an umbrella on a sidewalk in Uptown. Just outside of downtown Minneapolis. It was so fun, so different, so spontaneous. It was just a great time. 
You want joy back in your marriage? Well, we would also recommend that you greet an honored guest at every meal. In other words, set your table for gratitude. When you sit down to have a meal with your spouse or your family, I mean, think about some of the things that we all do. I know in our house, we say grace over our food. And really what saying grace is, it's it's thanking God for our food and remembering that he's above, we're below, and that the food that we're eating and all the good things that we have in our life, they came from him. So here's an idea. How about every time you sit down to a meal, set one extra plate and be sure to remember that there are those who will not be getting to wow. eat today. That makes sense. That's true. We're not saying you have to go to that extreme, but maybe you should for a little while. Maybe you should set an empty plate and find visible and invisible ways to remind yourself to be grateful. And I would even recommend taking some time and just verbally saying out loud over your meals, okay, here's what I'm grateful for today and reciting some of those things out loud. Man, absolutely so that your spouse knows that you're grateful for them, that you're grateful for your life together, but also to remind yourself and this, I promise you, gratitude will bring joy back to your heart, but to your marriage. So if you're trying to bring joy back in your marriage, how about this? Enjoy your spouse's superpower. (laughs) Like, are they wise, athletic, funny, interesting to talk to, helpful, positive attitude? Just get back in touch with the awe that you first had when you first experienced their superpower. Mm. Charles, just a few weeks ago, you came to me and I could tell that you were listening to something in your AirPods and all of a sudden you were starting to speak a different language. And then you came to me and said, hey, you know what? I'm learning Swedish. I like am. Yeah. out of the blue, you're just like, I decided I'm gonna learn Swedish. And I just I just thought I'm like, I kinda laughed because like, why? Like, why would you want to do that? But at the same time, you're such a learner and you want to like stretch your mind. So I'm like, what a great way. So I just actually I'm like in awe that wow, you're taking your extra time and learning something so off the wall and just learning a whole nother language. Yeah, and it's just challenging my mind. I think the important thing is we go to the gym, we work out, we stay physically fit. I One of my superpowers is I want to stay mentally fit. I want to keep my mind sharp as I'm growing older. But I think of you, Don, and you have so many superpowers. But I would say two of them that jump out to me would be one that that you are so motivated. You are somebody who's organized, scheduled. I mean, you name it, it's going to get done and it's going to get done at a certain time and a certain day. Yeah, I definitely have motivation. Yeah. (laughs) The other thing is you are a relational monster. When there's a room, you can meet everybody in that room know their life story at the end of like 59 minutes it's crazy but yeah really enjoying your spouse's superpower well i thought travis that you were gonna mention my bubble blowing skills oh, that's like right. you guys <laughs> i wish you could see my pictures i have so many pictures on my phone i can blow bubbles with one piece of gum bigger than my head. It's crazy. Like and it's, I think we've told them before. <laughs> it's my superpower. I was just showing people today at church because I was blowing a bubbles and they laughed and I'm like, here, let me show you my bubbles. And I showed them like five pictures of me on my phone and they just thought it was crazy, but we were laughing together. But that's my superpower that I wish you would have picked, but you didn't. Uh, maybe next <laughs> time. It is definitely a superpower. Well, hey, another thing that we would recommend to get joy back into your marriage is just take a vacation from life to together. So often we think of, you know, going on a trip, that same old trip, 
But here's what we would suggest. Take a vacation from life. You know, the the stress, the grind, the day in and day out, and just get in the car, get on a plane, and go somewhere new. And do us a favor. Do yourselves a favor. Don't talk about life at home. Instead, be in the moment while you are together in this new place, experiencing this new adventure. And why? Because it's going to bring joy into your marriage through that, that just that sense of living life and having, you know, an overflow of romance and joy in your bucket. Just a few weeks ago, I know we needed to get away. So we just took two nights. We rented a hotel that was actually really, really reasonable on Priceline. And we went and we swam and we played pickleball and we just did some fun things. But we just realized we needed to get out of our house, get away and enjoy life. Well, another way to put joy back into your marriage is this. Get physical together. I'm not talking sex, but literally start walking every day together or maybe start running together. Get bikes, play frisbee, pickleball you know, buy some pickleball paddles and start pickleball or a gym membership, running shoes. I love being active. It's a part of my, like, if it was a love language, it would be one of mine. But when, when we do stuff outside and we just try new things, I'm just full of joy. Like, I love being outside. Physical exercise is great for your brain, your body, and your mental health. So, man, it has great benefits. Yeah, it's a literal emotional boost. I mean, it's something that will really bring you up, and especially if you can get moving, but like you just mentioned, on outside. I mean, those are killer com- combinations, and they'll really uh, inject life and joy back into your marriage. The other thing that we would want to suggest if you want joy in your marriage is to make love. Now, this is is definitely about sex, this one. And that just means to enjoy each other sexually. This can put, of course, a smile on almost anyone's face. And it comes without any kind of guilt. Which is great. Isn't Why? Because you're married. God awesome. created sexual intimacy between a man and woman in a context of marriage. Like there is no guilt there. Yeah, it's it's really cool because sex with your spouse is not only okay in the Bible, it's actually encouraged. It is, yep. On the other side, it's forbidden to stop having sex for any length of time without praying or fasting. And so, man, get together physically and have sex. Obviously, you guys can tell. Again, we have a large list of things that can bring joy back into your marriage. But our last one is this. Make Jesus the focus of your personal life. Increase the time that you spend personally with God and together have God conversations. Conversations. I know the other day when we were walking, we, we did an eight-mile walk around two different lakes, downtown Minneapolis. I was going through the book of 1 Peter in, in chapter 4. I read that smor- that morning. I'm like, hey, remind me what I felt like God spoke to me. And while we were walking around the lake, I just began to tell you everything that I was learning from that, um, that chapter. And we had a great God conversation. And it was incredible to be able to hold your hand, walk around a lake, laugh with you, and talk about God. Yeah, I think this is the most important because it truly our spouse can bring us joy into our life, but can't be the ultimate source of joy. No, not at all. Yep. Only Jesus can. And there's something powerful, uh, joy injecting when we discuss the Bible or what God's speaking to us in our lives as a married couple. Again, you guys, God meant marriage 
to bring happiness and to joy and for you guys to laugh each other, to enjoy each other. Why not take the time and actually do it? Don't let the responsibilities of life get in the way all the time. I mean, obviously we do work jobs because we have bills to pay and because we want to be responsible people, but take the time and just really enjoy each other, enjoy life enjoy people. Well, with that, we just want to say thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember, guys, you can do it. You got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time.